live from the Four Seasons Landscaping in between the sex shop and the prison. I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This is episode 94 of Bizarro World. Nick, we're going to talk gold. We're going to talk about consolidations. We thought it was over. It was not. We're going to talk Bitcoin. We're going to talk about the fourth turning, of course, because I'm starting to see it on the left. But first and foremost, how are you, young Nick? I just want to know who the president is, Gerardo. And I hear that Rudy Giuliani is prepared to fight this all the way to the Supreme Courtyard by Marriott. Do we want to get into this? Do we want to talk about what happened? We we, we, we have to, right? We have to. Let's get right to it. Um, here's what I think happened. I think the administration jumped the gun and and assumed that the Four Seasons would love the attention that a Trump campaign would bring and a press conference would bring. And they just tweeted it impulsively, as they often do. And then I think they checked and the Four Seasons said, nah, I think we'll pass. And then I think they got on Yelp and started Googling Four Seasons. (laughs) And the only thing that came up was Four Seasons Total Landscaping. So they did what they always do. Politicians, not just the Trump campaign, they pivoted and they said, okay, we can frame this as we are not the elite. We're here and we'll have to, we'll talk more later about Miss Kelly Loeffler, but you know, we, we're not the elite. We're for the small business. We'll, we'll present this well. This will be perfect. And so they fired off that tweet. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to the four seasons. We're going to four seasons, total landscaping. We support small business, smart, smart pivot, right? If you have to pivot, what they didn't count on is that they would end up in Northeast Philadelphia near a sex shop, a crematorium, and a jail. <laughs> and then why, Rudy... did, why didn't they just find another hotel? Like, why didn't they just find another hotel? Is what I don't understand. Because um, this administration doubles down on failure. And if we know anything about them specifically, and again, now, now I'll say this is specific to the Trump administration. They are incapable of admitting a mistake. We're going to talk about the Secret Service and the 130 plus COVID cases now um, amongst the men and women that are protecting the president, right? And and how there hasn't been any mention by 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 the campaign about that, saying, "Hey, thanks for the service," or you know, this is what we're doing to tackle it. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So they just doubled down. They made the mistake. They pivoted. They thought it was a good pivot, and they 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 they, they refused to admit that it, they made a mistake. And of course, they end up you know in between a sex shop and a prison, right? And then. And then Rudy gets, I thought this was just gold, right? Um, Rudy gets up there and starts talking about election fraud. And the first person he presents is a former sex offender who did prison time for exposing himself to kids, young girls. I mean, you can't write this stuff. If if Sasha Baron Cohen um, of Borat fame wrote this, nobody would believe it. It's incredible. The sex shop worker, the 70 year old gentleman who was just frustrated about not having parking for his sex shop. I mean, it's it's a wonderful story. Did you see the good? This is actually my feel good story. I was going to lead with it and then finish with it, but I'll just finish with it now. Um, Did you see the, the, the pivot that the landscaping company made? I didn't. They, 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 they killed. I think they, they're selling merch, right? They're selling merch. They're completely yeah. sold out. They, 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 they stopped the landscaping thing for a few days and just focused on merch. They've sold out. And some of their, you know, some of their, their slogans were great. Make America rake again. No good. So Lawn good. and order. 
I mean, there's some good stuff. The Law and Order one, that was a good one to me. Um, but no, they're, you know, the small business is doing well. Um, <laughs> the owner of the sex shop was not a happy camper. Um, but hey, sometimes it goes that way. Anyhow, uh, let's talk about our call last week. We, 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 we made it a point to say we think gold is, you know, gold is at 1950 and it was headed higher and we thought the consolidation was over. And we did make it a point to say every time we think we know something, the market has a way of humbling us, right? And it all seemed to be lining up too well. So what do we wake up to on Monday? Vaccine Monday. An announcement from Pfizer that apparently, you know, there's something in the works, a vaccine in the works that's 90% effective over, you know, a sample size of tens of thousands of people. Um and the market just rip your face rally, right? Gold got beat up pretty good all the way down to that very important technical level of 1860, 1865, which I'll say it bounced off it beautifully. But I was actually encouraged that the, the a lot of the miners and, and, and the mid-tiers, the juniors, <clears throat> they didn't sell off that bad. I didn't think the sell-off was too pronounced given the pullback. I think everybody, you know, kind of realized or thinks it, it, it's a short-term thing. I'd um, I'd love your take on it. I feel like I was talking out of both sides of my mouth. I felt a little uneasy going along with the consolidation as overcall. And I sort of did semi the opposite by selling some gold stock last week and wrote about as much in the letter last Thursday. Sold you some, did. Uh, Almaden. And so I sort of, I, I bet on both Blasphemy. sides. Blasphemy. I guess. Um, and so, you know, now we're getting here into the end of the year. Uh, people get caught up in holidays. People start tax law selling. All these financings, which we talked about in previous episodes, start coming due. And there's, um, you know, selling pressure. And I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. Um, might sound like a broken record, but bouncing off 1863 feels pretty darn good, especially when you're seeing companies continue to raise their dividends. I know we've mentioned that, but it uh, continues to happen because earnings reports are are still coming out. And um it's a, I don't know. It's a wait and see, right? We got this. It's not a contested election. It's a, some people don't want to acknowledge the results of the election. And so the market. <laughs> Only the results being, of the presidential election. They're perfectly okay with all the seats that they won in, in, in the House and the Senate, right? Right. No fraud there. Um, it's just hard <laughs> to make uh, up what's go make out what's going on because the, the dollar has sort of, uh, stall. The dollar is just kind of hanging out right there at 93 or just below 93. And you're thinking to yourself, um, and I feel like these are conversations we have all the time, you know, you're thinking to yourself, what's this dollar going to do? Is it, it, you know, it should be weakening because of all the printing and then we're going to get more stimulus with a democratic administration. But then you look across the pond and you've got the ECB's balance sheet now bigger than the uh, Fed's balance sheet. And you're thinking to yourself, well, man, then you got to use that dirty, cleanest, dirty shirt analogy, right? Well, the, the dollar's the cleanest, dirty shirt, but is it going to go up or is it just going to stay at uh, 93? And so, um, you know, you saw bonds tick up a little tiny bit this week. You saw stocks, like you said, rip your face off, but now have, you know, they've completed a W and they've essentially stalled or treading water at all time highs. The earnings aren't great, um, you know, essentially not across the board, but for the entire S&P earnings growth is still negative with select sectors just doing well. Um, healthcare, communications, materials, clearly. Um, but overall still negative. And then you still got, uh, 
and I know you wanted to talk about jobs, and this is a really long answer. You you, you still got uh, uh, a lot of people on unemployment, but you know, uh, showing signs of improvement in the numbers. The October number um, started to show a bit of improvement. The number that was out uh, this week or today, you know, was was better than expected. Um, and then at the same time, he got the record amount of cases every day. And so mm. can, can that sustain itself? And so I think there's just uh, a lot of uncertainty and that's not necessarily volatility, but it is uncertainty because volatility has come off a bit, both um, with respect to equities and with respect to uh, gold. Like gold volatility is down for uh, example, which is one reason I don't think it's going to, um, you know, uh, stay down for long. And so anyway, I've sort of meandered a bit here. But uh, one last point I think I'd say is that uh, the rally in stocks that we saw this week wasn't like rallies we've seen in the past in that it wasn't these tech stocks leading the way. Mm. Um, and so it's a bit different in that respect with uh, energy stocks doing well, which we haven't seen in a while, and mm. financial stocks doing well, which we haven't seen in a while. And so um, I know that's a lot of information and it's not really an answer, but I don't really have an answer for you. I thought that was a good answer. Um, I, 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 I too traded around some Almaden and, 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 you know, rotated out of, out of uh, the, not my core position, but my trading position in Almaden and, and, and deployed that elsewhere. Right. And so no, again, you you made a really good point last week. It's there's nothing wrong with taking money off the table. There's nothing wrong with rotating in and out of positions. If you know, it's 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 a different approach for everybody. I have my core positions of of stock certificates, funny money as my wife calls them. Um, that that, that I just you know I kind of just let sit there and I don't plan on doing anything until the companies execute or, or, or fail to execute uh, the business plan, and and that could take years, many years. I've been a supporter of Almaden for over a decade now. Um, you know, but, but, but I also have my trading positions, which, you know, I trade in and out of all the time and will continue to do so. Um, you, you, you mentioned gold volatility and you made a really good point last week. I believe it was last week to talk about the many different types of volatility and, and, and you wrote about it if I'm not mistaken. And so I, I would love for you to just give everyone a brief primer or overview of the different types of volatility, because I don't think most people realize that they're is a volatility index for gold and for the NASDAQ and for the Dow and for the S&P and so on and so on, right? And I have to be honest, I didn't either for a long time. This is something I learned from Keith McCullough and the mm -hmm. process that he uses at Hedgeye. And so, um, yeah, there's a volatility for almost uh, everything. There's a volatility of Apple. There's a volatility of, you know, individual stocks. And then there's a volatility of indexes. Um, and so the volatility is a, is a fear gauge or a fear index. Um and you can have that for volatility of the NASDAQ or volatility of oil or gold, for example. And so it's not just the VIX of uh, the S&P when people talk about the, the VIX or trading volatility or, you know, people often come across, you know, leveraged fixed funds. T-VIX was popular there uh, for a while. But, you know, there's VIX across, uh, like I just said, different commodities and indexes. And so you can look at that. Um, and, and, and I know we don't have charts because this is just an audio thing, but, you know, if you go back and you look at when volatility in gold really was, um, at a low point in July before it, it ripped higher in, in August. And then you, that's why I'm saying what I just said a couple of minutes ago, as far as volatility in gold has come back down now. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you can use those, those volatility indexes to, um, 
I don't know. I, you have almost as like a spidey sense, right? To see mm. like which which way the the those specific things are going to uh, move next, and uh, importantly, um, when those VIX levels are above certain uh, thresholds, you, you don't want to do much because um, you can get sidelined or waylaid very quickly because with uh, an elevated VIX. Uh, whatever that VIX is on, the gold or oil, whatever, can move very quickly. And so it's always just good to at least acknowledge it, right? You don't have to base everything on it and it doesn't have to be your Bible, but you should know it exists and you should um, keep an eye on it, yeah. You touched a bit on, well, I touched on the vaccine. Uh, You mentioned the jobs report. Let let me just think out loud with you and, and, and get your thoughts here, Nick. We talked about, you know, the cleanest dirty shirt in the currency laundry basket, right? And Europe now is mandating, you know, lockdowns. Um, France and Germany, right? The 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 biggest economies in the Eurozone. And, you know, we have the ECB coming out and saying, you know, they're now going to use the biggest bazooka they've ever used. You can expect that in December as a response to the newly imposed lockdowns. Simultaneously here in the US, we have a surge in not just cases, uh, but in hospitalizations and mm. deaths, right? And so we get this announcement of a vaccine. The vaccine won't be available to the general population until April. It'll be available to high risk sectors and groups like healthcare workers. Um, sometime, and, high net and, and of course, that goes without saying. Come on, Nick, are you serious? <laughs> this is America. Um, you know, that'll happen by the end of January. Mr. Biden will come into office after a landslide. I had a, I had a, uh, a, a subscriber write in and, 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 you know, somewhat offended it appeared because I said, I wrote last week, this past week, actually it felt like last week that, you know, it appears that the election was won decisively. Um, 306 electoral votes when Trump did, did in 2016, that a was, landslide. that was a landslide that was decisively. So because I'm a fan of math, this is a landslide as well. Um, you know, they just gave Georgia, um, to Mr. Biden. He took Arizona, flipped both of those. And so, no, this is a landslide. He, he can concede or not concede. Come February, he won't be there anymore. He will no longer live where he currently lives. And so, again, walking through this, are we going to see a preview of what's to come from the U.S. with Europe here in December with their biggest bazooka, as they called it? Because MMT is the new is the new policy, right? I mean, whether you like Biden or not, um, you're going to get you're going to get an attempt to spend more, especially if there's a lockdown imposed or even suggested, right? Even if he leaves it up to states. Uh, The states have some tough decisions to make right now, specifically the ones that are getting hit the hardest uh, because this administration, the current one, doesn't seem to have any inclination to get this under control. It seems perfectly content with waiting it out until everyone else has the option for a vaccine a long time from now. That's a long time from now. We'll talk stimulus in a second and how these politicians can't get off their ass to, 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 to provide some sort of social safety net in the meantime. But between now and April is a lot of hurting, Nick. Can I just talk about the way I got to go to the election for one second first, because, um, you know, not wanting to admit defeat is one thing, but um, I've seen well, a couple of things. What prominent politicians, senators, and uh, prominent quote unquote thought leaders like 
Jim Rickards, for example, um, publicly opining that, you know, the election isn't over, that um, Trump's still got a shot, that uh, there was indeed um, lots of dead people voting and rampant uh, fraud in favor of the Democrats. And so, you know, that's fine, I guess. I mean, believe what you want to believe and put out to the public what you want to put out to the public. But then I've also seen the betting odds, uh, which are still live because the <laughs> president hasn't been sworn in, is go the other way. And so, you know, whereas uh, when the AP called it last week or whatever it was, and it became clear that Biden was going to win Pennsylvania, you know, Trump went to like uh, below 5% on the betting odds. And if I were to look today, He's come back up to like uh, 12 or 14 percent. Um, and if you if you do math, that's uh, better than a one in 10 shot of winning the presidency, according to the betting odds. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know. I've even seen other people the way they word it in, in public and in writing, just tread carefully around it, leaving the door open to the possibility that this isn't over yet. And so. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an electoral college specialist and I don't work for the AP, but um, the president and even the betting market seem to think there's at least a 10 to 12, 14 percent chance that this isn't over. And I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. I know the question was different, but I just find this whole thing, uh, obviously, to be bizarre. Um, and then, uh, you know, Europe, I don't know. I, w- I wanted to talk about gold a little bit because, and actually I wanted to talk about cryptocurrencies and then we can get the stimulus because- Well, it's all related, you know, they, right? It's all related. Of course. Those are all dots and, that connect. Of course. If it's the cleanest, dirty shirt and you got um, Euro going down, for example, just in a, hypo- in a hypothetical, um, you know- how, where is gold going? It's dollar, you know, is gold going down in U.S. dollar terms, but up in in euro terms? Um, is is that what's what's going to happen? And um, if that's the case, if the dollar is going to be the cleanest, dirty shirt and at least hold its ground, if not appreciate, and that means um, traditionally gold would be going down in U.S. dollar terms. Although you know, people like you say that gold and dollar need to go up for this thing to be sustainable. And then this is why I wanted to talk about Bitcoin, because Bitcoin might not necessarily have those inverse correlation problems with the dollar because it's newer and it's digital, um, et cetera. And so even when you saw gold correcting, and I hope I'm making some sort of sense here, even when you saw gold correcting recently going down to test 1863 or whatever, you see Bitcoin ripping higher, right? To the highest it's been in uh, two or three years, I think has a 16,000 handle on it now, right? It's just, um, that's what I mean about it being weird. And I don't really have good answers right now. I think this is the part of the cycle where capital is starting to see who is going to treat it best and capital is shopping that's what i see right now it's 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 testing the waters it's testing it with gold it's testing the waters with bitcoin it's testing it in the us dollar it's seeing if the euro is sustainable and i think i think within the next month or two we're going to start seeing decisive answers on where capital feels it is going to be treated best. And I think everybody's had enough of 2020s, wants to eat their turkey and have their Christmas and then get back to it. 
Nick Hodge, truer words have rarely been spoken. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, we're going to know in the next couple of months is the bottom line. You know, without the crystal ball, I have my theory. I've, I've, it's been the same since 2016. Everything's played out with the exception of the, 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 the dollar going up right alongside of gold. Um, the record highs in the stock market, that's played out. But, but this is the part of, of, of my theory that, that, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And I'll know in the next two or three months because I think the ECB has no choice. They were already, it was already struggling before these new lockdowns. Uh, GDP is getting absolutely trashed. People are upset. Um, this, this, this latest announcement of lockdowns is, is, is really tough, not just on the economy, but obviously on the psyche and 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 the ECB is not going to be able to just keep talking its way out of it. Um, and then back to my original, you know, question is, is that a preview for what happens in the next couple of months um, when Mr. Biden takes office uh, or or beforehand? If if this administration that, that, that that's still in power is able to come through with some sort of stimulus, because, man, um, there's a lot of people hurting out there right now and. Politicians on both sides have thrown a tantrum around the number that they want and the causes that they, they want to champion for a stimulus deal. And, and, and that childishness has caused a lot of unnecessary pain and even death, I'll argue, amongst American citizens that are the most vulnerable, right? The oldest, um, the poorest, um, those with the least amount of resources. And it's unnecessary because we're at a point in the cycle where governments and central banks are just printing money out of thin air and giving it to whoever the hell they want. Kelly Loeffler, the, 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 the Georgia Senator who's got a runoff in January is being accused now of exploiting a Trump loophole that allowed her to use taxpayer money to purchase a private jet. That was like $25 million. This is the same politician that was selling out of her stocks after she got a national security briefing way back in January. And, and, and you while, know, while they were telling us there wasn't going to be a big deal while they were exactly. And so here we are almost a year later and, 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 and we're having a resurgence of cases and hospitalizations and deaths. This is exactly whether you like Dr. Fauci or not, who, again, that's Trump's guy. That's not Biden's guy. That's not Obama's guy. This is someone that's been in this spot since the eighties and he obviously knows what he's doing. I'm not a doctor. He obviously is and is a good one because administrations from both sides um, have relied on him for decades on end. He called this in the summertime. You remember when everybody was laughing and saying he was crazy and all the chance fire Fauci and all of the crazy shit that was going on in the summertime when the campaign trail was, you know, <laughs> being lit literally with, with, with COVID cases. Well, he was right. This is exactly what he predicted. Oh, I remember. Yeah. And it's it's coast to coast. I mean, you know, talking to people in Maryland here in Washington and I won't speak for you there in Texas, but uh, yeah, cases mounting uh, very fast. And so um, I'm not sure what sort of discussion you want to have around that. But, you know, I continue to believe it was mishandled. I was thinking while you were talking, if we were going to have an anniversary party for COVID, because it's got to be about a year now since it was uh, entering U.S. borders on the West Coast. So, um, but but if you don't anniversary time and uh, <laughs> back to your point about people starting to lose it. And, you know, my wife has been saying it's winter time in the northern hemisphere. Right. Lockdowns are one thing when it's uh, 70 and sunny and light outside until nine o'clock, but different when it's 30 and dreary and dark outside at 4 p.m. I'm having a staycation this weekend as a late birthday party to myself. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm staying at a hotel all weekend and, you know, my, my wife put it together, you know, for, for, for my birthday, we're going to be there the whole weekend, her and I, and you know, she's packing Lysol and wipes and is out there disinfecting the entire room. We're bringing our own sheets. We're wearing masks when we're inside the hotel, obviously, but, but no, I mean, you know, we're lucky enough to be able to do that is my point. Most people are not. And so where I was going with the whole dialogue was we have the 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 surge in cases we have at the very least if we don't have another round of lockdowns we're going to have localized lockdowns cities you know El Paso here in Texas has been absolutely brutalized and so they have curfews now and and whether we do a national lockdown or not there's going to be counties and cities that are going to have to lock down if they get if they want to get this under control until the the the, the vaccine is available so looking at this just you know, from 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 a stock picker's perspective, again, it seems like we're going to get Europe with the big bazooka in December. And then it seems like the U.S. is going to have to come follow that up here in the U.S. January or February with 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 some sort of package or packages. Um, and that could be a combination of infrastructure and stimulus and checks. But again, I don't see a situation where the dollar or the euro is the currency of choice. I do see a situation where the dollar firms up, but only because of the capital fleeing Europe. Um, so anyhow, own some gold. So what are you saying? Stocks uh, up, gold up? That's what stocks you're up, gold up, and I think dollar up, um, you know, over the next couple of months. And then eventually dollar down once Europe gets it under control and, you know, we, are, we come to grips with our deficit here in the U.S. And, and we start realizing that the dollar is going the way of every other fiat currency. But again, it'll be the euro first. It's not going to be the dollar, but we'll see. Yeah. That's that's some it's crystal turning. ball stuff there. Yeah. It's turning's got a lot of way to turn. You know, Neil Howe's out talking this week, uh, talking about uh, 2028, 2030 as an endpoint. And so uh, that's a long ways away. Let's talk about the fourth turning because you know what I'm seeing and I'm actually encouraged by it. And again, whether you like Miss AOC and the squad and the young group of Democrats, um, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing in a turning. And that's calling out the elder statesmen and women, right? I don't know if you caught much of that this week. I didn't, but I can... I can, if you just keep talking, I'll tell you about the great champion and it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It ties in beautifully. And so, you know, AOC had a couple of tweets um, talking about how they were, how Stacey Abrams, who is, is largely responsible for organizing and mobilizing large groups of people in Georgia, um, was a big factor in, in, in turning Georgia blue. And again, whether you agree or not, doesn't matter. It happened. And, and it's the first time in a very long time. And so, you know, she tweeted and said, it's interesting to me that when Dems struggle in a place like Texas, they don't reach out to the younger guard in the party um, to see how we were so effective in places like Georgia and parts of Arizona and, and, and other places in the country where where the turnout was, you know, surprisingly democratic. And immediately, you know, the old guard didn't like it. They tweeted back and and you saw it. You saw attacks from some people in the media and you saw attacks from, you know, the Schumers in the party and the Pelosi's. They 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 they, they weren't too too excited to, to to hear young AOC challenging the guard, right? And so this is what's supposed to happen, and this is why I am hopeful for the future. Maybe not this election cycle, but definitely the next one. Because 
again, I, I, I want to see it from both sides and I want to see it from the libertarian party as well. We need that young energy to question things, to shake things up, to present new ideas. And then we can vote about how realistic they are and how feasible they are or how ridiculous they are. But we absolutely need somebody to step up to the old guard and the current leadership because the current leadership doesn't care about you. That's why people have been sitting on 1200 bucks since well, when they send that June. It was a long time ago. You can't, you can't, so whatever, e- can't even remember. Whatever crap, whatever crap started going up in price. Right. How many vacations has, has Congress had since then? Right. And people are just sitting on that 1200 bucks. We need, we, we need the youth to rise up. We need a challenge. I, I, I I'm looking, I'm looking at the Republican side and I'm hoping I would love to see some young fired up Republicans that, you know, have a different version of what the party's supposed to be, you know, not wasteful, not infringing on personal liberties. You know, I, I would love to see somebody on that side of it come out and step up and say, you know, what's going on right now, it's it's an absolute, you know, stomping of the Constitution. However you feel of the Constitution, the same people that defend it are really quiet right now um, amidst all these fraud allegations that nobody but the people next to Trump seem to believe it's uh and i yeah deep in a fourth turning and um what was i writing this week you know joe biden's the oldest possible boomer you can be he's like born at the earliest phase uh of the 20 year span of baby boom babies um and he'll be the oldest president ever to be inaugurated when he takes office and uh, a couple of things there. Um, I guess I'll start with him in particular. You get a gr- you get a great champion in the in a crisis, which is um, the season that we're in. According to we keep talking about this fourth turning. The fourth turning is a crisis, according to Strauss Howe generational theory. And when that happens, um, uh, the generation uh, prior to the current young generation, which are heroes. Um, the generation too older than them, so not the heroes' uh, parents, like Gen Xers, old Gen Xers, but the boomers. Um, an old boomer uh, becomes a great champion. Um, and not all old boomers are uh, going to be great champions, but you have to rise to, to the occasion, is what Neil House said. He's still out there talking about this stuff. He gives talks all the time. You can Google it if you want to hear it. Um, it's easier to and, talk about something when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that uh in the book says you know a great champion will emerge um and a a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this but great champions of the past are people like george washington and fdr and abraham lincoln for example older um why is that would that would equate joe biden with those people which people might not want to hear but what happens is um and they shepherd or uh pass knowledge and guide uh, the younger generation who is about to assume the the mantle of power. And so uh, I, I don't know if Joe Biden is the champ is the great champion, but given how late we are in this crisis and that we need to come to a resolution to it in the next five to eight years, it certainly seems um, that Joe Biden would be the great champion. And so um, the other thing I was going to say is that um, cohorts age cohorts, and by that I mean generations, uh, tend to vote the same way throughout their life. Mm. And so um, 
when you get a turning, a fourth turning, you get a crystallization, not necessarily around one person, but a, but around uh, one party. And in the case of the last turning, you did get it around one person because FDR got to be president for longer than anyone else, if you read the history books, right? Um, and so um, that's like my generation and who was entirely infatuated and voted um, in high proportion for Barack Obama, right? And and according to this theory, you would have to say that this the one-term Trump presidency was uh, anomalistic and that overwhelmingly the millennial cohort or generation is going to vote Democratic, not just now, um, but for the foreseeable future. And when you start thinking about it that way, um, you start, well, you can start thinking about why the Supreme Court is so important and why those fights emerge, et cetera. Um, but I think you, you have uh, a Democratic Party that is going to be, quote unquote, in power for uh, a long time. And it remains to be seen. You were talking about young Republicans uh, rising up. We'll see. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see um, what the ideas uh, of these young Democrats are, because it seems to be that that's the party that's going to uh, be in a leadership role for the foreseeable future. And so um yeah, we'll see what the AOCs and, and, and those sorts of people do. Uh, certainly not keen on their monetary policies, but um, I think extraneous horses will temper that a bit. I, I, I am, uh, if not inspired, encouraged by their um, wanting to help people across all races, ethnicities and, and incomes and, and, and what they believe in for the environment as well. And so... I think that's an opportunity as far as the market is concerned. I think it's time to invest in clean talk, clean tech stocks again. Maybe we will get some solar roads. <laughs> solar roads. You guys are going to have to go back 93 episodes and listen to know about the solar roads. Um, a lot of investable comments there. Let's talk copper. Copper believes that whoever is president is going to have to pass an infrastructure bill. It's it's it, they're good jobs. They're high paying jobs. You can mobilize effectively, and it's 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 investment that whether you counterfeit the money to make it happen or not, um, is is tangible and can last for multiple generations. And I think the copper price is telling us that whoever you believe is going to be sitting in the White House uh, by the end of February, they're going to be rolling out an infrastructure package of 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 significance. And I think that's the case in a lot of parts of the world. So copper, you know, reached a high of 316 here just recently this week, closed at 314. Um, that's positive. That's that, that that's positive. Uh, where else did I want to go with that? Um, I wanted to come back to this idea of defending the Constitution. And regardless of what party you're in, um, while we sort out let, let, let's assume there was widespread fraud. Let me just entertain that for a little bit. Let me agree with that side of it for a bit. Let's assume that's the case. Um, then that means that we can't count on any of the elections. That means not all the, the results are potentially tainted. And it means that as a country, while we sort that out, you would want everyone involved, everyone that ran for an office, everyone that may potentially be in office in February, um, you know, from Trump to Biden all the way down to senators. You would think that as a country, 
we want everybody briefed. So if that there's an if there's an attack, you know, a foreign attack or a domestic attack, we're prepared for it. Whether it's an escalation of this virus, another pandemic, uh, domestic terrorism, foreign terrorism, whatever that may be, an attack on our cybersecurity, whatever it is, um, that we would want national security briefings at the highest level for candidate Biden and President Trump and 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 whatever state briefings senators um, are able to access until we sort all this out. And this is th- this is where I get riled up as a citizen. The fact that the Trump administration doesn't and, and the party and the Republican Party, most of them, a couple of them are speaking out, but most of the Republicans, they're, they're not allowing Joe Biden national security briefings. That means you don't care about the people. You just care about you. You ju- It's not about keeping people safe. It's not about, you know, taking care of all of America. It's not about supporting Four Seasons Total, total Landscaping in Northeast Philadelphia. It's just about you. So when I see my fellow Americans in the streets beating each other up and stabbing each other and in extreme cases shooting each other while these people sit behind their penthouse walls and windows, sipping on cocktails, lapping it up, it just bothers me to no end because it, it's just, I don't understand when as a society and as a country, we, we, we got so complacent with being so passionate for people that care so little about us. Am I wrong in that, Nick? Does, does it not seem like this is the most polarized the country has ever been in my lifetime anyway? I'm 42 politically. Um, and and, and that, that, that simultaneously, it coincides with the time that politicians do the least for us. Well, yeah, not only is there rampant wealth inequality, which is one thing, the people on uh, uh, the lower side of that spectrum are pitted against each other politically like it's a, a football team. And I think that's a very good metaphor. It's almost like teams. I told you last week that I saw people I went to high school with, you know, dressed up to go to the polls, wearing shirts, um, you know, pro-Trump shirts uh, on the on the right side of things, you know, hashtag not today Biden custom-made t-shirts and then <laughs> and conversely conversely on the other side girls that i went to college with uh say wearing like um <laughs> all, all lives matter hats made to look like mega hats and then they say like made you look or whatever and so literally like getting dressed up in garb putting on costumes i mean you can't think about that any other way wearing your team's uniform to go support it and to me that's yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got here, but that's what I don't understand is like, uh, why do you want to be ruled so badly? Why do you want to rule her? And, uh, and maybe that's not how they're thinking about it. You know, maybe they are thinking about it from a community framework and they think Trump and or Biden is the uh, best person to lead us forward. But I can't, you know, for me, I can't entertain that because uh, one, I, I've seen where the, the Democrats got us and what Obama did while he was in power. And two, I saw what the Trump administration has done. And I lived in Bush and, and Clinton. And so, you know, for me, it's like they none of them. And you say it's all about you, right? You don't have the people's best interest in mind. Well, no shit, Gerardo. I mean, that's why. <laughs> you know, Captain like, Obvious I'm, here. <laughs> I'm just so anti or so independent. And um you know, maybe the problems that we're facing are so big that we're going to need government here in the next couple of years. But, um, you know, we'll see. For me, I just, uh, this is what I tell my kids, just, you know, do the best for yourself, right? Worry about yourself. Don't worry about what 
uh, Susie is doing or Stevie is wearing. Worry about what, what you're doing, right? And that's my last point. If politicians, I, I, I don't want to be saved by a politician. I don't, you know, I, I just want them to get out of the way and, and quit, quit, you know, on both sides. If, if you're not going to be helpful, then get out of the way. Make room for people that want to serve and do so sincerely. If that's not you, just get out of the way. You're breaking news. You're, he, Trump campaign drops lawsuit in Arizona. Here's some more breaking news. They're going to drop the lawsuits everywhere. Because the independent commission that monitors f- f- fraud in, in elections came out and said this was one of the most stable, most secure elections in the history of our country. So this is, this is again, this is the MO, you know. Mobilize the base. Tell them there was fraud, widespread fraud. This isn't over. We're going to fight. Send me more money so I can pay some of my debts. Um, let me fundraise for another month and a half. And then quietly, quietly, me, Trump, I'll just drop all these lawsuits. And then just go away and, hey, I raised another $20 million that I can now use to settle campaign debts. Meanwhile, America is waiting for 1200 bucks. <laughs> 2020, man. And, and, and people are out there in the streets fighting about it. And believe you me, there are some things that are absolutely worth fighting about. And, and, you know, all the extracurriculars that come with that. What political party you believe in um, or who you voted for, that isn't that, people. That isn't that. You could agree to disagree. Leave it there and go have a drink and have a great night, right? Yeah, there's a lot I don't understand. I think what I would say or what I was thinking is that you were talking about uh, keeping the Constitution sound and respecting it. And and I was saying, um, I, I don't know if worried is the right word, but I'm thinking the, it's the party of big government that is about to take the mantle is what I was saying. Uh, for a sustained period of time. But, you know, I, I don't really know anything. And like we were saying last week, every time you think you do know something, yeah, you get it wrong. And so, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities out there. It could be that, um, look, there's a lot of big problems out there, whether it's um, the inequality, the the government not caring about you, the debt, uh, the unemployment, the half the companies not making money. And so I, th- this isn't something that, you know, one administration is going to fix. And so uh, what am I trying to say? You know, uh, it could be that, you know, uh, Biden botches this so badly that the country reverts to the other side again in four years. Right. And so, sure. um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in in that respect. But certainly I think back to the point of, of worrying about yourself. Um, yeah, I think that we're in a place uh, just in the point of America's history and in the point of the uh, stability or instability of the currency that um, you should be worrying about yourself and, and, and not what the government can do for you. Well said, Mr. Hodge. Well said. Another sign of a turning, um, the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins, I forget what, what, what they call themselves now, um, just hired, baseball team just hired its first female GM, um, the Miami Marlins. And so that's a first. We've never seen a woman general manager in the history of the sport. And this isn't a new sport, y'all. So I thought that was positive. I think, you know, we let, let, let's see if she does a good job. Let's see if, uh, see if she keeps it. But yeah, obviously very, very, very talented and intelligent. Um, so yeah, that was that, that. That's my positive news story for the day. That's my contribution, Nick. I I I, I smiled at that. 
I'll take it one further and um, well, I smiled and I didn't smile at this because I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Kamala Harris, but uh, we did just elect the first female vice president ever as well. And, and uh, I think that's something that deserves to be acknowledged. And not only the female, but um, a female of color, um, African-American and Asian. And, you know, something I was thinking about, and, and this just speaks to the progress we've, we've made as far as um, women are concerned, is I was thinking like the day after the day of they called the election, I was like, is she even married? Like, does she have a husband? I didn't even know who her husband was. I had never even like thought to consider. And so like I looked up, like, is she married? Does she have kids? Uh, they have kids, but they're not hers. And so, you know, you know, I feel like even four or eight years ago, this was a storyline that would have been discussed. Uh, who her husband was, who these kids are, but I didn't hear much about that the entire time. And I just think that speaks to, um, you know, just where America is as a country, as far as um, not worrying about, you know, what this woman's husband is or if she's married and if she's had kids, et cetera. And it's a, it's a real sign of progress um, as is South Dakota making weed legal. So Agreed. Big congrats. Yeah, absolutely. No. And look, uh, big congrats to Kamala. Um, obviously, obviously is, 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 is a ceiling breaker, right? That glass ceiling that, 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 that exists. It's great. Just if, if, if you're a man, a woman, anybody with an open mind, um, you have three daughters, Nick, right? I have nieces that, that I think are going to run the world one day. It's good for them and healthy for them to be able to look up and say, Oh, it's not just guys, right? It, it, it can be woman as well. And so, yeah, congrats to her. Um, she's obviously qualified. Look, just like, you know, Miss Barrett, Amy Barrett, the, the, the Supreme Court justice, who I disagreed with a lot of her positions that she took in, in prior incarnations, but she was supremely qualified. I mean, if you looked at her qualification, she was extremely qualified for the position, whether you agree or not on how they rushed that and the hypocrisy of not you know, allowing uh, Obama to do it years ago. Um, that's a whole different discussion. Um, there should not have been a discussion about her qualifications. She was supremely qualified and, and now she's, you know, on the Supreme Court. The same for Kamala. Um, incredibly intelligent, obviously, Attorney General for California. I hope she uses that intellect and that power for good because it hasn't always been that way, right? I, I have my disagreements with some of her her application of the law um in 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 her past incarnation um but again like mr trump when he came into office uh willing to give give them a chance and 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 i do like i do like the unifying tone or the attempt to unify uh that mr biden has used thus far i think he's made it very clear that he wants to preside over everybody. Let's hope you know that cuts both ways. Let's hope he wants to be the president of everybody in a positive way and not a negative way, right? Um, but I do like the message and and then the tonality of it thus far. Um, and 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 I hope Kamala uses that intellect for good and in, in, in with this opportunity and this platform and and applies you know all the ins and isms of the law um, to make this country a better one for everybody. But she's not the one. She's a Gen Xer. She's not a hero. <laughs> Mr. Hodge, anything to look out for this week? I sound like a broken record every week. Uh, I tell everybody, uh, Kinsley Mountain, Nevada Sunrise Gold, New Plaster Dome Gold. Look, everyone, that's the main event for me personally right now because I have a ton of stock because it's a property I've wanted to see drilled 
for seven years. There, there, there are 50 holes into it. The first nine, I have to believe, are going to start trickling out um, imminently. I'm hoping this week coming up, and then we're going to start getting a picture of whether or not there's more high grade, more discoveries to be had, um, and whether this thing has the potential to be a, a, a multi-million ounce deposit or multiple deposits, um, and maybe even district scale potential. But all those pretty words don't matter if the assays don't come back and look good. So I think we'll start knowing soon. I think I'll just take one more victory lap on East side. It was, um, went over $2 this week. Remember we talked about it, uh, two weeks ago, it was down around a dollar 20. And so that's good work for a free podcast. Uh, you should take a victory lap on Bonterra if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, uh, maybe a little tiny bit. I mean, uh, it's tough. I mean, you know, we first got in at a dollar sixty, and then told people to average down below a dollar last week, and uh, you know that's just blind squirrel timing, right? I knew that they were going to have to be raising money soon, and I had written about that a couple times, and I had said that I wanted to to buy more shares lower. The the thing was too cheap. Um, the market wasn't understanding because their press releases are dumb as shit. And uh, <laughs> I, t- I told the company that on Twitter. And anyway, they put out a good press release this week um, saying a couple of things. One, that they have, had, were going to raise some money and we're going to uh, do that in the context of the market. They would say the price soon. But more importantly, that they had an unsolicited offer to uh, get acquired by another company that valued them at uh, $1.60 a share, which is right to what I had pegged it at when I told people to start buying, which is why I told people to buy under $1.60 a share. Um, anyway, the, those shares ended up having a nice run. Um, it popped very quickly, um, over a dollar forty a share. A- anyway, yeah, we were we were back in the black after after buying more shares, and so that was um, uh, good timing. Well, congrats! Every little bit counts. It all adds up, and um, yeah, it it, it uh, you, you got. <laughs> it's important to be accountable when they go wrong, and I like to think we are. But it's also important to celebrate the wins, whether small or big. And you've had a lot of small ones and a lot of big ones here recently. So, congrats to you and your your subscribers. Appreciate it. All right, Mr. Hodge. That's all I have. Anything else on your end? No. Um, look forward to seeing you here again next week. All right, everybody, that was it. The Four Seasons episode of Bizarro World number 94. I am Gerardo Del Real. It's been fun hanging out with you, Mr. Nick Hodge. Be safe out there, everyone. Be vigilant. Take care of each other. Be kind to each other. The very least, don't be a dick. Say bye, Mr. Hodge. See ya. (laughs)